Thank you so much, Dami Lola, for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be on the show today. Thank you for having me here, Flavor. Anytime, anytime. You're most welcome. I'm so excited that I'm having you here. You know, shout out to Audrey. I've been able to connect with you through the platform. And you never know who you connect with until this happens. So it's a blessing and I really appreciate you for being here. And I know you're going to really bring a lot of gems for people to take in. So before we even do that, please let the audience know, the listeners know who you are, what you do, and what's going on in your life at the moment. Not a problem. So my name is Dami, um, for short. Um, also go as Dami the CEO on Instagram. I'm the host of Wealth in Christ podcast, a podcast where the goal is to show people that it's possible to become financially free without compromising their faith. Um, so I have interviewed about 30 to 40 entrepreneurs, you know, in the Christian faith to show that, you know, people have already done it. So if they have done it, you know, they were able to trust God through their entrepreneurship journey, the ups and down. It's possible for those like us, like someone like me and people who will come after me to also tap into that same faith and, you know, accomplish their goal without compromising their faith that's beautiful i like that you said that compromising your faith because or and without compromising your faith to be specific because when people think about money when they think about wealth they're like oh i need to do something so dynamic that it's going to take me away from my faith and it's really not the case because people really have to understand that it's how you are, you know, out of the intentions of your heart is where people see you. So if you if you have good intent, they'll see that. If you have bad fruits, they'll see it. So that was really a good thing that you mentioned there because, you know, one of the questions that I wanted to find out from you is, you know, is having money evil or is the love of money evil? Like, what is the striking factor between those two points? Yeah, um, thank you, definitely thank you for that question. I get this question a lot, and I deal with this a lot on my platform. And the scripture you're referring to is First Timothy six ten. For the listeners um, who are watching, uh, is the key word in that in that scripture is the love of money. Um, is the love of money? It's not money is evil. And the reason why that's so important to understand the love of money, because you know, as Christians, as believers, we're supposed to basically follow two commandments, which is to love God with all our hearts and love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And if you love money, you put in money in a place where God's supposed to be, one, you already feel the first commandment, you're not, you're not um, loving God. And it's impossible to say you love God, uh, not, it's possible to say you love God and not love your neighbor. So they both go hand in hand, both the commandments go hand in hand. You love God, you will love your neighbor. But if you love money, you know, like I, you know, like I introduced myself, you know, you would do things at any means to get the money. You know, whether it's robbing, whether it's stealing, you know, whether anything to get that money, you know, and money becomes your master and your ruler in life. That's big. You know, as you're mentioning this, what came to my mind, what I was thinking was money is a spirit. And it's repent it's really that's why they say there's bad money and there's good money. Sometimes we say those things and we don't know what it means. But, you know, good money is going to be good money regardless. Bad money is always going to be bad money. And, you know, if money comes fast, it's going to go fast too. If it takes longer to come, it will take a long time to go. But people like that shortcut route. So is there a reason why people prefer that shortcut route as opposed to the long-term route? Especially when people are thinking about 
bills, demands, and all those responsibilities in the way? Um, I think, you know, I definitely think there's two ways to look at this. Um, like you said, you know, money that comes quickly, you know, comes quickly, can go quickly. And also, you know, if you're building consistently, you're consistently showing up for your business or showing up at, job, at your work, you know, and getting income and investing, you know, that's a long term. But I wanted to make sure that people don't see it as, you know, let's say, for example, you know, you get blessed, you know, you have an uncle or somebody who blessed you with some type of wealth, you know, that's what we consider as quick wealth because, you know, you don't really have to work from it. Um, I think the confusion when it talks about quick wealth uh, versus long term is that oftentimes is the financial literacy that's missing. You know, because when you're building money, you know, slowly, you know, you're consistently adding, you see the dollar value going up compared to if I just give you a million dollars. You know, you're not going to value that million dollars because you don't work for it. You don't understand the principle of what money is. You don't understand that, you know, you have to save to invest. You have to be the master of this money. You got to tell money what to do for you. And I feel like that's a big difference between those who gain money quickly versus those who gain money, you know, over time. You know, just to, to quickly wrap up, you know, that's why they have the lottery curse. You know, the reason why the lottery curse is then is because people get this large sum of money and because they don't have that financial literacy understand, you know, okay, I have this money, you know, this is what I can do with it. You know, this is how I can continue to invest in it. This is certain type of entities or, you know, trust or, you know, people I need to get in trust um, with partnership with so that this money can continue growing. You know, people see this money, okay, I'm gonna buy the Lamborghini. They buy the Lamborghini, they buy the Benz, they must like, oh, I need this, that, da, 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 da. Before you know it, they're back to square zero. And that's is the financial literacy that's important. It's not so much about the time, because you know, the more you show up, the more um, you practice your craft, you know, and you live in, you walk in the purpose that God called you. It can be six months, it can be 10 years, it can be 50 years. But all that matters is about you walking your, your given, God-given purpose. That is so true. Thank you for bringing that up. Because people, like you said, lottery curse. And I was like, yeah, some people, when they get the lottery, they don't even think about putting 10% of tithe into the, you know, they don't, that doesn't even cross their mind. They don't think about paying for bills. They don't think about, you know, taking care of themselves or putting that investment in a trust fund. Something that's going to generate over time. Because when you see all that money, you're like, oh, all the things I've wanted to do since I was a child, I can do it now. And you're like, what about 10 years from now when the value of that million dollars is maybe 800,000? You know, you don't know the value. So if you can be able to put that in perspective, it can really change a lot for you. So I really appreciate what you've said. And, you know, the importance of understanding that, you know, God isn't against us being financially free, but he's against us trusting money more than we trust him. And just like you said, the two major commandments, you know, when Jesus was on earth, he said, you know, love God, you know, with all your heart, all your mind, all your spirit, you know, and also love your neighbor. So now when we talk about intentionally loving God and the importance of understanding God and being financially free, what are your thoughts on that trust part? Because people trust money before they trust God. And it's kind of, it's supposed to be the other way around. But what are your thoughts on that on that statement? Um, that's definitely a great question. And I usually answer as this, you know, money, money is a tool. 
you know, once you start learning, you start, you know, investing yourself and you start reading, you understand that money's a tool, you know, as you mentioned, money's a spirit. So, you know, and, but knowing that, you know, money's a tool, is a spirit that you can control because, you know, we have the power, God gives us the power, the authority to say things to be said, you know, do things the way we, um, we have that same power that God does to bring things to life. And being that's the case and understanding that money is a tool, you understand that money can only solve money problems. You know, oftentimes people forget that, you know, you can make this million dollars, you can make this hundred mil, uh, six figures, whatever it's chasing nowadays. You can get that and still feel accomplished. You know, uh, I was listening to this clip from this podcast with Mike Tyson, and he's basically saying that the most peaceful he felt was when he was in jail for two years. And this is a man that won 30 million in one fight. So just imagine, he got 30 million in one fight, but he's telling the best time he ever felt in his life is when he was broke and when he did not have that money. Because, you know, oftentimes I said people don't understand that money can only solve money problems. It does not take away your depression. It does not take away your bad relationship that you have with your family member, your friends. It does not take away your bad characteristic of greed. It does not take away your, you know, you acting out, you know, when you're acting out out of self-control, out of having, not having self-control. You know, those are things that money can solve. Money can take care of your bills. Money can take care of your mortgage. Mortgage Money can take care of you buying the latest car, the latest jewelry you know, getting the best doctors, but even with that, money can't heal you. You know, only God can truly heal you. So it's like, it's, imp it's important to understand the perspective how money works and only understand that God has control of everything. He doesn't need money for you to be healthy. He doesn't need anything to do what he needs to do in your life. You know, money has a limit and God doesn't have any limits at all on what he can do in our life. Amen to that. I really appreciate that you've brought that up because, you know, when th people think about it, it's like there is that focus point that they have to be on. And as they stay focused on that, they're going to get what they're looking for. Because we think about money, like you said, it's a resource. You can't solve that with depression. And that's so true because people, athletes, you know, Actors, you know, you hear why they're committing suicide, and you're like, these are people who have millions of dollars, probably billions, and they're not satisfied. Their homes are in wreckages, and they're they're splitting apart. Like you wonder, is money actually the problem? Because if there was no money, would they still have that problem? That's what I usually come to think about sometimes. You know, you're definitely right, and I guess to add, you know, I know some people are gonna say. That someone's gonna say that money does buy happiness, and I would say that money doesn't buy happiness in the sense that money makes your life easier. You know, because you know, once you have certain amount of money, you're able to do certain things without worrying about the consequence or overthinking. Oh, can't pay my bill for the next month, or can my mom travel somewhere? Can my mom get this operation? Um, but at the same time, all that feeling is just there. Like, you know, once that's done, once you spend that million dollars, once you get the new laptop, once you get this new jewelry, it's old. There's a new laptop coming out, you know, like coming out next year. Like I bought this MacBook. It's a very new MacBook coming out. You know, you buy a new car, it's a car coming out. And people need to understand that, yes, having money is great. Like it's great. It does a lot for you. It can change your family tree. 
um, even when you're talking about in terms of Christianity, it can help push the gospel forward. You know, it's hard to preach the gospel to someone, you know, and saying that God's gonna bless them, God's gonna do this for them. But you're not you're not helping them with their current need that you can currently help them with. You know, they're hungry, feed them, you know, they need clothes, give them clothes. You know, oftentimes we think we just need to preach all these things, yes, but you also need to give. You need to also show this the love that God has given us. That's why the second commandment is important. Say love, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that's how you can do it. Once you have that kind of money, that kind of finance, you can bless people. You can pay off people's mortgage. You can pay off people's college tuition. Those are ways, you know, money can go. But all that said, it still goes back to God. Because at any day, like you mentioned, money can go. You know, we have athletes, they go broke. You know, they commit suicide um, and the money's gone. Like the money's completely gone. But when you trust in God, you know, and you understand that he's going to be the most consistent factor in your life. You know, friends or family will go, you know, based on the money you have. But as long as you have God and you believe that you're walking in his purpose, that's important. You know, it's not so much about how much money you're making. It's more of understanding, am I walking in his purpose? Because you can make six figures, you can make a million dollars, you can make a billion dollars and still not be walking in your purpose. You know, I think nowadays in society, we put, we, we, chart, we, look, we chase after prices and income, you know, and luxury life than living our own purpose. Mm. You know, and that's why you see so many people so frustrated, you know, complaining that, oh, my job, my job is not doing this, my job is horrible. No, you're probably not in the wrong, you're probably in the wrong place. You're probably not walking in your purpose. And it's important that once you walk in your purpose, I'm not going to say, I'm not saying that when you start walking in your purpose, it's going to become easy. That's just going to go through the ups and down, ups and down. But that's where God comes in place. God is the one that give you that peace, that joy to guide you and you know, remind you that, yes, you're going through this, but... I'm here for you, you know, I'll be there for you. You're gonna get this. I didn't give you this vision for no reason. You know, God doesn't give you a vision and doesn't give you, hasn't have a plan for you. You know, Jeremiah 29 said that he created us. He knew us before he was formed. So it's important for people to understand that, you know, who God is, is to have that relationship with God, not just, you know, what your pastor said or what some Instagram person said. And even just hearing this conversation, I want people to actually take the time to truly build that relationship with God and know who they are in God. Because once they understand that, you know, when they get the money or they don't get the money, they will still able to go on and still continue to see um, see things in a different perspective instead of being defeated and thinking like, oh my gosh, the world's coming down on me. No one likes me, da, 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 da. Mm, That is so true. Thank you for highlighting that because that is the first step into getting into wealth in Christ because just like your podcast is called wealth in christ podcast and people listen to those episodes because they're trying to self-identify they're trying to self-evaluate they're trying to self-analyze they're trying to self-realize like they're trying to really figure out what is my purpose what why am i here people try different jobs different businesses travel different states they're like well i'm leaving to florida because nothing's for me over here in ohio you know people just leave they just pack up and go and you're like if you just stay for two more days <laughs> you could see a completely new shift but people don't wait for those things because they're like where's the money where's the money where's the money residing and that way you're losing out on the opportunity to actually grow so thank you so much for that you know going into entrepreneurship you know we're in this age now where everybody wants to be an entrepreneur a coach a business owner and it's like the new thing so would you say does everyone have to be a an entrepreneur versus working 
and investing in an asset, especially when you think about class, what are your thoughts on that when it comes to entrepreneurship in that same regard? Um, no, I appreciate that question. That's something I've been trying to like create a lot of content about. Um, like you said, you know, a lot of people are thinking entrepreneurship, you know, becoming a business owner is the way of the future. No, I want everybody wants to work on their own time, you know, wake up their own time. But I feel like people fail to understand the, the responsibility that comes with being an entrepreneur, the responsibility that comes with a business owner. You know, not everything is full on you. You don't have that consistent paycheck. You know, a paycheck you completely quit your job. You don't have, you're not doing any side gig. Not everything's relying on you. It's relying, especially if you have kids. Now, you gotta make sure you make a sale. Now you gotta make sure you're, uh, you're always producing content. Now you gotta make sure you're always having an event. And this, all these things, you know, is great. But when you put it into perspective, not everyone's made for that. You know, that's why some people get burnt out. You'll see people go like three three months, you know, they post it, they, you know, they tag it, they go on live, and before you know it, they burn out. You know, I've seen people that started podcasts and, you know, um, they're going, they're going strong, and I'm just like, okay, they're doing, this is not who they really are. Like, you can tell when someone is doing something for the wrong intention, you know, because um, you see how they go about it, you know. When things don't go the right way for them, they just quit. This is not for me. So it was like, it was all about just having the money. Um, and in regards to, and the funny thing is that, you know, the most millionaires created, um, come from like, you know, nine to five, you know, they, those, those teachers, you know, lawyers, uh, CEO is an employer. And as much people may not think of it, you know, being a CEO of a company as an employer. Um, and I think for the other one, engineers, you know, those, those careers, you know, you know, because of the income that you create. Um, I know some people might say teachers don't make that much money, but when you get to a certain level at teaching for a certain year, you still you start to make six figures. And once you start making that kind of six figures, um, you know you're able to invest more. You can buy into properties, you can buy into stocks, you know, and those are things that you know it's not so much easier to do when you're trying to build that income on your own. You don't have that. That everything's on you. And if you stop working or you the system breaks down, you don't make no money compared to having nine to five, you can still rely on that paycheck. Mm. That paycheck continue to come and use that money to invest. You know, um, I'm gonna share this, this story. Uh, I'm in part of this trading group chat and one thing that the guy, I'm a guy, the leader in the chat, he said, and it kind of stood out to me, I'm just like, wow, I wanna do this for my kids. It's basically with this guy, I believe he was a firefighter or he was a cop. And, you know, he was investing, you know, for 20, 30 years that he's working. And he eventually passed away. And but what made the story so great is that when he passed away, um, he set up the, the investment portfolio he had, which was basically stock portfolios, and you know, um, certain stocks give you dividends. Um, so dividends is basically you know you get paid for owning um, a stock, you know, a share of a company. And the amount. So he has three kids. So every year since he has died. Um, I don't know if it's still if it's still happening, but every year since he died, the kids are guaranteed to make sixty thousand dollars passively. So when you think of sixty thousand dollars, that can take care of your mortgage, that can take care of your every day to day. You know, because what his what you know what he did, you know, his kids are able to live that kind of lifestyle. You know, oftentimes we think we need to get you know make six figures, and the funny thing is that people need to understand that only six percent. 
six percent of people actually make six figures. You know, it's not something that actually really happens. Like making six figures, you know, as much as we entrepreneurs or people on social media, like, oh, that makes six figures. Six figures is really hard to get. You know, it's, it's not something that just happens overnight. Um, it's not something that, oh, I can take a course and it's guaranteed, no. And even when it's like, you know, you take certain courses, you know, the big thing that's popular now is getting to tech. You know, but even with that, comes with certain pros and cons. So it's important for people to look at the pros and cons of, you know, why they want to become an entrepreneur, why they want to be a nine to five, because they both have their pros and cons. And you can become a millionaire through both ways, but I understand, I want people to understand the statistics. You know, people usually go bankrupt, especially business after the fifth year. Mm. You know, most people don't make it to the second year of business. Um, so it's important to understand that, you know, funding is getting tight. You know, with inflation rates going up, interest rates are going up. Those are things that you want to consider. You know, the government is not giving out loans as it was in 2020. You know, PPP loan is not, is not that easy to get. So I need people to put that into perspective. And a lot of these entrepreneurs that you're following or, you know, influencers, I want you to really do a, a good dive into their, their background. I actually know who they are. Because a lot of people, they do a lot of fake stuff. And it's important to not get caught up in the scams because a lot of people, like you said, are coaches and they are influencers and they charging you crazy prices. But at the same time, they say they're for the culture. Um, I don't know how you can be for a culture and you're charging people crazy amount of prices. Don't even understand the point of investing yourself, but at the same time, you have to be mindful of your audience. Because some people, are they, they pray for people like you. Like there's a one influencer and I actually um, follow and actually like follow what he said. He basically said between 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. He posts certain content, you know, for people who are really desperate to, you know, they want to make that six figures. They want to uh, become that million. Between that time, his team is posting certain content. So when you watch it and you think in LA at night, like, oh, dang, I, my family's not doing this or da 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 da. You see that content, you see the ad, you buy the course, you buy this and that. And before you know it, you have some people that they build up all, all of this information, you know, and they're not applying it. You know, a lot of people are the smart, they have all this information, how to do stocks, real estate, name it. They know everything. They know who to go to, but they're not doing anything with it. Mm. And I just want to say, you know, what are you going to do entrepreneurship? What are you going to do nine to five? Stick to it. Stick to it long enough so you can understand, say, okay, yeah, this is not for me. This is not something that I want to do, you know. And once you understand that, it makes sense. Okay, I can go from entrepreneur to a nine to five or nine to five to entrepreneur. But it's important to focus on you and not worry about what everyone else is doing. We don't know what everyone else is doing. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. Um, Thirty percent of people who are making six figures, hundred k, are living paycheck to paycheck. But that's not something that people share a lot, you know that people know about. So it's important to understand all these different information, understand how to apply it to your own life. Mm. You've dropped some major gems here, bro. You said 30% of six-figure earners are living paycheck to paycheck. When you hear that, it's like, what's the difference between that person and another person that's not making six figures? You know, because I'm thinking if you're making six figures, that means... Your expenses, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, your expenses are more than the income. Mm-hmm. 
and people don't think about that and they're like oh reduce your expenses but you're like no i need this house i need this car i need this credit card i need this subscription i need to buy this i need my nails done like it gets it's like the more expensive your life becomes the more expenses <laughs> you acquire but why is it why is it that millionaires and billionaires who are sustaining their money reduce on their expenses and maximize on their profits why is that um i think it comes with a mindset it's honest thing still going back to that money just a tool you know they don't allow money to control them they don't allow money to be the reason why they make certain moves like they actually take time to calculate you know their risk they take time to surround themselves with people who can calculate the risk for them you know um you know, we look at Warren Buffett and you know how he has grown to this this huge um, investor. You see how long he's been holding certain stocks, you know, through the ups and down. Um, you know, now we talk about Apple, you know, Apple is a great company. But you look at 2010, 20, 2008, who wasn't, who wasn't, nobody was saying Apple, it was all using Blackberries and all these uh, sidekicks. You know, those are the phones and the things because like, those are the risks that comes with investing. It's not, it's nothing guaranteed. You know, when you want to buy real estate, you know, it's as simple as, you know, um, your tenant not paying the rent and you not having that um, emergency fund to take care of that rent or that, that rent to cover that mortgage, the mortgage for that month. Then you're, what happens there? Or you have a business, you know, you're in business with somebody and, you know, for whatever reason, the person doesn't want to do the business anymore. And now all the responsibility falls on you. Do you quit? Do you go for it? What do you get the money from? So it's important to understand that as you're making more money, as you're making more money, you're lowering your debt. You're lowering your debt and investing more. You know, that's why right now we're going to recession or, I mean, the White House hasn't clearly said, but we're kind of in a recession. And it's because people over leverage themselves. You know, people are buying properties or doing things that they can naturally afford. You know, a lot of companies are cutting back on their um, enrollment of, you know, employees, you know, hiring new employees. Amazon, um, Tesla's, you know, cut back on people and start to lay off people. So, so I want people to understand that, yes, it's good to want a luxury life. Yes, it's good to want to live a certain way. But can your income provide for that? And if your income can't can provide for that, how can you get there? Like, what do you have to do extra? Does that mean you have to invest? Does that mean that you have to start a side hustle like Uber? Does that mean you have to um, do something extra, work extra hours at work to you know get that income there, um, to get that income so you can live that certain lifestyle? You need to figure that out and make sure that you're not you know overwhelmed. You know, you don't want to be overwhelmed. That's like, that's the worst thing. A lot of people are making six figures and all these things, but they're not happy. They're overwhelmed. Like, it's just like, they're making all this money, but they don't get time to spend it. Mm. You know? So it's important to understand that. And like I said, it's really about the mindset. Like, you have this mindset, you know, I want to retire at whatever age. How can I get there? Work backwards. You do reverse engineer. You know, how much hours you have to work? How much money can you allocate? to save and what can you cut back? You know, certain things that we can cut back as we go into recession and things are gonna continue to get worse is grocery shopping. Instead of, you know, buying everything buying everything that's new in the supermarket, buy what you need, meal prep. You know, um, if you can't cook, you know, find a, find like a chef or, you know, 
a restaurant where you can create like a deal with them where you can give like a tray of something and you can split it up you know haircut nails you know get a nail cut paint your own nails um all these different ways you can cut your expenses so you can still manage to live a lifestyle that you don't want and still be comfortable so that's what i would say to that yeah that is a major drop right there thank you so much for that you know and one of the things that you know i was thinking about when you were saying this is there are different ways to build wealth but people think having a business will guarantee generational wealth but you think about it back in the day we didn't really have entrepreneurs like we have today there were entrepreneurs but i don't think they were classified as that but i know you can tell us a lot more about how people can build different types of generational wealth income streams without having a business especially when it comes to mindset you know what are those thoughts that you have in mind that can really help people scale forward um no that, that's definitely a great question i feel like you know at first start with the mindset um i can't emphasize that so much i can give people game or you know drop gems on how you can do this and do that but at first come with mindset understand money is a tool understand that there are risks that's going to come with investing you are there's a chance that you may lose money um it's going to be ups and downs it's not going to go sky up you know that's the reason why um a lot of people who miss out on 2020 in the terms of stock market you know stock market going up you know they've invested a lot of money in 2021 coming to 2022 and a lot of them are down their accounts are down mm. because they was you know they bought high and they sell it low you know the key the key to any investing whether you invest in any asset is just is to buy low and sell high because once you do that you gain some profit and for those who want to get into, you know, investing, you know, the most simplest way you could um, is invest into ETF, which stands for exchange. Um, I forgot what it stands for, dang. Uh, give me one second. Um, dang, I forgot what it stands for, jeez. Exchange Traded Fund, I apologize. Exchange Traded Fund. And basically, is you can think of it as a pizza box. You know, when you go to Domino's, you go to Papa John's, you get different flavors, you get different um, meats on it. You mm-hmm. can think of the same way as stock. You get different stocks. You know, you get different shit of different companies. You get Apple, you get Tesla, you get Boeing, you get uh, Disney. You get different pieces of this of this of this pie. And instead of paying what I don't know, I think Apple's at one fifty something or one sixty right now. Instead of paying one sixty for one share of Apple, you're paying maybe like. $20 or $30, but at the same time, you know, that $20, $30, probably like $400 in total, you buy, you invest into different companies. So they say you spend $400 on SPY, which is an ETF. Mm-hmm. Um, you get disposed to all these different companies. And if you're, you know, one thing about the SPY and what makes it so great, over the last 40 years, people have averaged between 6 to 8% on an annual basis. So when you think about it from a perspective, so it's like if you start the year on January 4th and you, you put $100 in January 4th in this in SPY and you don't touch it, you know, to December 31st, you're guaranteed to make $6. Just just like that. So just imagine when you put more money, 10000 100000 depending on your income and your savings. You know, that's, you know, that $6 can be $600. That $600 can be $6. And that can, oh, that can be the, the difference between you becoming financially free and not becoming financially free. 
you know, the secret, you know, between the wealthy and the poor is the poor, um, the wealthy understand compound interest. You know, the, the compound, like, continue to build, you know, that process of continuing to build. They're not so quick in trying to make a hundred mil one day or putting everything in one basket and praying and hoping that it blows up. No, they're all about taking it one day at a time. And you don't, that's the one, the easiest way, you know, the risk is very low because, you know, you're investing in almost 400 or 500 companies, 500 companies you invest in SPY. And there's other ETF, you know, such as VOO, you know, VTI, which is all similar. They're all similar, but just different company. You know, they, this is with Vanguard. And so that's with stocks. You know, that's one way you can get started and start building what is through stocks. And if you do what I would suggest um, people do, as you're buying to this ETF, you know, it's important to understand the company. Start to look at these ETF and like, okay, what companies are in this? You know, why are these companies in it? You know, do some research about Apple and understand, okay, Apple got a new MacBook coming out. You know, Apple just had a great earnings season. Why is that? You know, so now, you know, not only you have that ETF, you can, once you understand the company and the ETF, you can now go and say, I can go and buy Apple share. And now you get more exposure because you understand it and you understand the risk that comes with Apple. And you're investing it now, you're starting to get a 6 to 8%, you know, invest in the ETF. You can get 10 to 20%. Because now you're investing in the actual company, but it all depends on your risk tolerance. You know, I just want to make sure people understand. It all depends on your risk tolerance. The more, the, the more money requires more risk, especially when it comes to stocks, um, as, or as opposite. But it all matters about the capital. Um, more capital you have, you can take less risk. But don't think as a, as a quick scheme to get rich. Um, and in regards to like real estate, you know, there's different ways you can get into real estate, whether it's wholesaling, whether it's through rental. Um, and wholesaling, just to just quickly explain these things as I'm going, wholesaling is basically like a middleman. You find a property um, that someone's trying to sell and you find a seller and you basically get, you basically um, make money off the difference of the price. So let's say you buy from one person for 50000 you sell to another person for 60000 you know, once everything is, you know, transaction fees are taking place and everything, you can probably make like $5,000 just off that one transaction. Mm -hmm. And then, then you have rental, you know, which you was mentioning before as an example in terms of how people lose their business and things like that. So rental, you know, when you have somebody, you know, pay your mortgage, you know, one of the great ways to get into um, rental is through the FHA loan, which you put 3.5% down. You know, 3.5% down, um, and you buy the duplex or you buy, you know, a triplex or a fourplex. Those are ways you can start building, you know, some type of income and you know, pay off your mortgage quicker. Um, and a fun fact about real estate is that most millionaires actually have real estate in their portfolio because, you know, in real estate, not only, you know, you get that income, you also get tax benefits. You know, one of the tax benefits that you get into real estate is called decreation taxes. So it's more, it's more for like apartment buildings. So let's say you have a 31 unit apartment building. Let's say it's worth a million dollars. You can you can take away, you can basically divide that, um, the value of that property over a time period. And that will lower your tax that you pay per year. Um, so that's the benefit of real estate, why most people have it. Um, what's some other ways, you know, invest into other people's business. You know, that's one way, you know, you know, being a, um, investor those are ways you can angel investor that's all the term that's what i'm looking for angel investor are great ways to also build income but it does come with a lot of risk 
because you know out of the hundred companies that you may invest in only five will actually do something or turn to something because you know you're relying on people you're relying on people's you know believe a vision but you never know like i said it's one part that can leave and the whole business can collapse yeah uh, one eat employee can come and the whole business collapse so it's important to do your research um before you invest in it or you go through that route but that's pretty much um those are three different ways you know stocks real estate you know business uh ways that you can definitely start building generation wealth but it's important to, for me to say that don't rush the process enjoy the process you know, take notes, understand, like, you know, why did you fail? Why did this deal go wrong? And always look for help. You know, um, don't compare yourself to people. Don't look to put anybody down. You know, there's a lot of food out there, you know, a lot of money out there for all of us to win. That is so true. You know, when you talked about all of us winning, in my mind, what came to me was impact. And people focus on money before they focus on impact. But when you think about impact, that's what brings the money. So why is it important for people to focus on impact first rather than making money first? Um, that's a great question. Um, it's important to focus on impact first. Um, and then what came to my mind when you asked that question was um, going to the Bible. It's a love your neighbor as you love yourself. And oftentimes I get into my own deep thoughts. I'm just like, the reason why certain people are wealthy and, you know, that Jeff Plez or the, you know, Bill Gates, because they serve us, you know, through their products. You know, Amazon, you can get your groceries literally in one day now. You can get your books in one day. With Microsoft, you know, you can type a letter, you can, you know, write a whole document, a book. You know, they provide a service that we value so much. Like, if it wasn't for them, who knows where it would be? Mm. And I feel like it's important to understand that the more you can serve somebody, the more somebody will want to see you do better. You know, if I'm able to serve you now, okay, you know, let's say you need somebody help with content creation, and I'm a person that's good at content creation, if I'm able to serve you in that aspect, you know, when it gets to a certain point, you know, the content starts to go viral, you know, and people are like, oh, who's, um, who's, who are you using, or who is helping with the content creation? You can say, oh, Dami is helping me. You know, there's another person called Favor. You know, who else, you know, who are you using? Oh, Dami, before you know it, I can have tens or thousands of people you know, asking for my business, asking for my business because I was willing to serve you. And I feel like that's what people need to understand. We need to be able to serve others first. Mm. You know, once you're able to serve others first, you know, people always want to be there for you. People always want to give you money. People always going to want to help you in your own your own situation. You help you achieve your own vision. But once you come with that mindset about like, oh, it's all about me. It's all about me getting money. It's all about this and that sort. Is that you basically, you do the opposite. You're not serving people. Now you you have this mindset that you would take advantage of anyone and anything to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to that same scripture we started, or, you know, First Timothy 6, 10. But a love of money is the rule of all evil. You know, because you would do dangerous things, whether it has to do with killing, stealing, you don't care. As long as you get that money in your bank, you know, you drive the nicest car, you don't care because it's all about you. But when you're serving, you care about the world becoming better. You care about us moving forward. And this is why when people talk about, um, as maybe controversy, um, talking about taxing the rich, 
I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, you know, like tax them to a certain amount where we'll get rid of all building. I don't necessarily agree with that because they provide such a service to us that we all benefited from. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. If I'm benefiting billions of people, you know, and you're telling me that I can't enjoy my fruit or my labor because of that, I don't I don't know what kind of world we live in because it's like, mm. it's, it's a disservice to that person. Like, it's, like, I feel like it's a disservice to that person. Like, let's say you're blessing somebody, and you're like, no, you have this podcast, and you bless a thousand people with you know, the different guests you have, and someone's now say, favor, you can't sign that deal of a million dollars or whatever. That's selfish. Yeah. Because it's, it's a selfish thing. I feel like people don't understand that, you know, we're all here to serve one another mm-hmm. in different aspects, you know, whether it's being an entrepreneur, whether it's being a teacher, a lawyer, we all need to play our different roles to make this world a better place. Yeah, I think so too. And setting that pace is really important for us because once you set that pace, your children will see it, your family will see it, your loved one will see it. And that way they want to be like, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. And that's motivation enough for you to see them grow because they're watching you from that perspective. And I love that you brought that up too. You know, you know, one of the major things that I want to highlight before we close is the faith aspect. Because faith comes by hearing, but you also have to do the work. You know, faith without actions is dead. So if you think about the importance of having faith and looking at the bigger picture and one journey to build wealth, and there's one thing that you want to leave with the audience today, what would that be when it comes to creating wealth for their future? Uh, there's a lot I can leave. But I guess one thing I will say, and I got this from one of my podcast guests, is trust his process. And what I mean by that is trust God's process. Um, because the way you may think, you know, you going from A to B, maybe, you know, supposed to be, you know, it may not be that way. I mean, you need to go through certain challenges, certain valleys, you know, you need to learn certain lessons, you know, before you can achieve that goal. You know, somebody once said, um, said to me that the reason why people who, you know, whose goal is to become six figures or, you know, make a million, that they don't, they don't earn that money because their goal or their purpose does not need that kind of money. Like, you don't need it. So why would God give you that responsibility? And if you do need it, are you being appreciated of what, you know, God's currently giving you? You know, Steve Harvey said, why would God give you more money if you're not appreciative of just that $50,000 that he's already given you or that $100,000 job when you complain like, oh my gosh, why am I here? No, trust the process. Understand why you're in this season. Understand, you know, what are you supposed to learn? Understand, you know, why, you know, certain people are in your life. You know, once you understand that, which is all going back to trusting his process, you will put things in a perspective that, okay, yeah, it's going to take some time for me to reach my goal. But at the same time, you know, what's more important for me to reach my goal is me developing, is me growing, you know, me getting closer to Christ, me understanding that that money is just a tool. You know, it's not something I just woke up, you know, you know, I'm pretty young. Not something I just woke up like, oh my gosh, money is a tool. No, it, it was a process. Mm. Like certain it was a process, like learning this thing, and it's, I think it's important for people to understand. Trust God's process, and all will be well. Yeah, hundred percent. I believe that, and I hundred percent agree with that. This has been a beautiful podcast event, a, an amazing episode. I'm so glad that you're able to finally join and be part of the amazing community that we have at large all over the world. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've been blessed. 
you've definitely received some gems you've thought about some things differently and i'm sure Dami has given you a challenge to take on this new week take on this new month and start something new so that you can actually look back and you're like thank god i actually bumped into this podcast because without listening you can't do anything you need to listen and act at the same time so i really appreciate you for being here if there's any way they can contact you let's say they want to connect with you they want to hear more of your voice and hear your perspective or anything that you have out there on the internet that they can access what do you have available so we can have that available for them too no, definitely um you know for those who want to get you know more understanding of how to get to stock market i have a free study guide and you can get it on my website wealthinchristbrand.com and basically show you how you can start investing you know without compromising your faith um in addition you can follow me at wealth in christ on all social media platforms youtube tiktok um twitter uh facebook you know those are ways you can definitely stay in contact with me and i also want to say you know thank you for this time this opportunity favor it was definitely a pleasure to share my story and share you know my whole thought process i truly appreciate that yeah you're welcome anytime i'm so glad and i'm also looking forward to being on your podcast so they also know that this is a two-way street you know this is something that we're doing to support your community and support mine too because if we can't support each other then what are we here for you know we need to do this in a way and like you said you know love your neighbor too so this is the act of actually doing it so what you're hearing is not just oh we're on a podcast we actually are working behind the scenes and we're making sure that you have an amazing experience at the end of the day so this has been a blessing i thank you so much again dami and i look forward to connecting with you again soon no problem thank you very much anytime anytime